this the cheesiest burger ever? Would you give a thumbs up to this court ruling? What's on the loose in L.A. this week? And are robots taking over Chipotle? Get the answers to these questions and more on this week's episode of Knickknack News, a news podcast featuring exciting tech breakthroughs, scientific discoveries, and fun, uplifting news stories without the political drama. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story this week is Burger News. This is from UPI.com, and the headline is, Burger King Sandwich with 20 Slices of Cheese Goes Viral in Thailand. Amazing. I don't know why Thailand, but yeah. that's where it went viral. That Wow. Okay. I want to hear more. Okay. <laughs> An unusual Burger King menu item offered in Thailand is going viral online after the fast food chain confirmed the, quote, real cheeseburger, which is what they're calling it, features 20 slices of American cheese and no meat. <laughs> And they're calling, they're calling it the real cheeseburger because it's just cheese on a bun. I have to be honest. I'm not mad about this. And I don't, I don't hate the idea. I, I'm not mad about it either. I think that 20 slices is a little bit much. But, like, I'm imagining it just tastes like a grilled cheese sandwich. Probably, yeah. I mean, you know? I, I have no problem consuming that much cheese at once. <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> I've eaten a block of cheese like an apple before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I've eaten a lot of cheese in one sitting too. Like one of those blocks of cheddar, you just like keep like eating pieces off of it. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I've just taken bites. I haven't. Off. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done that. I haven't gone that far. But I could see how that would be good. Yeah. So this sounds you. basically like that. So this burger launched. <laughs> burger in quotes launched Monday at Burger King locations across Thailand. And the fast food chain took to social media to explain that it was not a joke. This was a real sandwich. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's kind of a joke. Though. I mean, <laughs> it does look like something that they would release for like April Fool's or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of glad that it's not. Yeah. Um, the 20 slice cheese sandwich sells for $3.10 compared to uh, $10.90 for a traditional cheeseburger with beef. <laughs> so it's much Less money for a sandwich. Some savings. At least one Burger King location in Bangkok had to suspend delivery orders for the sandwich to ensure there was enough stock for in-store customers. (laughs) We used up all of our cheese. We didn't think this would be a thing. (laughs) We didn't think this would be this popular. Uh, One 25-year-old customer told CNN that she likes cheese on her burgers, but, quote, this was a bit too much. She said, I could only finish half of it, and this is an insane amount of cheese added onto one burger. Food is good when things are at the, in the right combination. Eh, amateur. That's <laughs> like, what I say to that. Well, you're just not enough of a cheese enthusiast. Yeah. Really, that's what it is, right? Yeah. The problem, it, if you think it's the wrong amount of cheese, the problem's with you. That's, that's what I'm saying. This, this sandwich is for a specific type of person, so maybe mm-hmm. you're just not that type of person. She said it. it's important for it to be in the right combination. This is the right combination. <laughs> so, okay, so you would definitely eat this. Yes. I think I would try it. I don't know if I'd be able to eat the whole thing, though. It looks, like, kind of big. Yeah. And it's American cheese. It's not, like... Yeah, it's not my favorite kind of cheese, you know, if, I have, if I'm honest. But. Like if, like I mentioned earlier, if it was cheddar somehow... Yeah. I like, like cheddar a, Like cheese. a sharp cheddar. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could consume more of that, but that's being my American favorite kind of block of cheese to just bite into. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. A block of sharp cheddar. 
I love a fresh block of sharp cheddar cheese. Like, <laughs> so good. Like, you I get love home a fresh from the block gr- of cheddar cheese in the morning. <laughs> you just get home from the grocery store and there's just like a fresh cheddar cheese in part your of, bag. Part of a poorly oh. balanced breakfast. <laughs> So, yeah, like American in this quantity, I don't know. But at the same time, like I said, I think it would taste like a grilled cheese. Yeah. Which uses American and Mm -hmm. tastes really good. So There's potential here. So just in case I didn't describe this fully enough earlier, I just want to describe it again. It's it's a normal bun with just two pieces of bread, like a normal bun, Mm -hmm. with 20 slices of American cheese. It's not even like – I was just thinking if they made it kind of almost like a Big Mac with like a bread in the middle too, I think that might be more balanced. Kind of break too. Like, it up. <laughs> yeah, like break it up a little bit. But no, it's just a pile of American cheese. Yeah. That is supposed to be like kind of melty, I think. Hmm. It sounds great. <laughs> I still have no I notes. wish they had it here. We would try it, right? I, I would absolutely try this. I would order one right now so we got it by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I wish we could do that. Yeah, too bad. We could order a, um, a package of American cheese and yeah. hamburger buns Actually, we from a make, store we and make, make this. Ourselves this. Very we probably could make this. <laughs> it's probably like an entire pack of craft craft singles. Probably. <laughs> Wait, how much comes in one of those packs? Like twenty? It's like twenty, isn't it? Twenty-five. It might even be less than twenty. I don't know. Fifteen something. Just take an entire pack of American singles and then. <laughs> And then would you put it in a microwave or a, like a panini press? Do you own a panini press? Probably not. <laughs> I don't, but I, I, don't I do either. have a waffle iron. That would work. Yeah. It would look weird, but it would work. That's what that's what we would do. We would put it in there and then it would it'd melt and you'd have this like ginormous grilled cheese and a hamburger bun. That's what it that's probably what this tastes like. Yeah, sounds great. Let's do that sometime. Yeah. Make a note of that. My first story this week is emoji news. <laughs> This is from Gizmodo, and the headline is, Thumbs up emoji is an official contract agreement, Canadian court rules. (laughs) I love that so much. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so, yeah, so this is a a court in Saskatchewan um, ruled in favor of making the thumbs up emoji an official agreement agreement to enter a contract. Um, The decision from the Court of King's Bench for Saskatchewan, I don't know what that means, I'm not Canadian, Um, but it's based on a dispute between a farmer and a grain buyer uh, in 2021. Um, Kent Mickleborough approached farmer Chris Atcher to purchase 87 metric tons of flax. Uh, Mickleborough signed a contract for the sale and sent a photo of it to Atcher, who replied with a thumbs-up emoji. Atcher argued that the emoji was simply to confirm receipt of the contract, while Mickleborough argued that it was confirmation he was entering the agreement, as the buyer had also asked for confirmation on the contract along with the picture. So... Like the court had to decide whether the thumbs up constituted an acceptance of this contract or not, and that's and then they ruled that it did. Okay, the now that you have read the context, I'm like thinking about that, and I feel like in that context, I would not have assumed that that was like, oh, they're signing it. Like I also right. would have interpreted that as like, yeah. okay, thanks for sending. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't an like this is my signature. Like, yeah, I would be like, okay, I got it. But also, you probably should have in, 
when you're dealing with a contract, you should probably be pretty explicit about what you mean. But right. anyway, um, <laughs> the the actual uh, justice uh, wrote in their decision, the court readily acknowledges that a thumbs up emoji is a non-traditional means to sign a document. But nevertheless, under these circumstances, this was a valid way to convey the two purposes of a signature. One, to identify the signator um, because they were using a unique cell phone number um, and also to convey the person's acceptance of the contract. Uh, so yeah, they found that under these circumstances that like the provisions of apparently some like particular act have been met and the fact the flax contract is therefore enforceable. Wow. So apparently like That's whatever the wild. law was that they were upholding was like, all it has to do is be unique and indicate acceptance and okay I, that's i guess that's can't really sound, sound argue logic. with it i guess um and apparently these people had like been in business for a long time and in past agreements over purchases um this person would reply to contracts with like looks good or yup <laughs> so okay, the so judge, judge is saying like there's a precedent for this also being like how you agree to these things so the thumbs up emoji kind of falls under that yeah um but yeah, that's. I just thought this was really. It's actually kind wow. of an interesting like legal consequence of the existence of emoji. Is like now like our court's going to have to decide like a balloon emoji means air. I don't. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't yeah, know what this. This would, is why like it is important to know what emojis mean mm-hmm. when you're using them yeah. because. You're you're communicating things, and hopefully you're communicating things that you mean to communicate. Better. Right, like it goes beyond um, communication. It's like it could actually, like in this case, mean yeah, that you've like agreed a to situation. a legal bind, legally yeah. binding thing. So I don't know. Just be careful when you're throwing those thumbs up out there. Like, yeah. make sure it's not in response to a contract. <laughs> or just make, alternatively, just, just start use sending words. just start sending people random contracts, and if they respond with a thumbs up, you can be like, all right. <laughs> That okay. That's genius. I just saying you could end up you could get a lot of people into agreements. You could um you could trick people into agreements that way, but it would be all you have to do is I don't know. If you want to be you could be particularly devious. But you have to be in Saskatchewan to do that. Yeah, specifically in Saskatchewan. But you could like send a contract and it a hex that's like respond thumbs up if you like pancakes and they do it and then you edit the text okay that, that <laughs> and then you're that's a criminal, going too I think. far i think you're a criminal then then but. you're then you're, de- you're definitely a criminal before <laughs> you were like a light criminal maybe but right. like if you do what you just said that's de- you edit that's, the text to say respond thumbs up if you agree to this legally binding contract is <laughs> the contract about pancakes yeah sure. i think it is yeah i don't know what it would be but that's not for me to decide. That's for the criminals listening. <laughs> anyway, I, when you first said the when you first said the headline of this, I don't know why, but I was just imagining like a like a do, you like docu signing like a formal thing, and there's an option. There's an option to just stamp like a thumbs up, like where it's like sign this, and it's just a thumbs up. That's what I was that would be amazing. Yeah, I feel like, I was like what? It is interesting though because I feel like if you did you do that. put like a thumbs up in response to. I feel like that wouldn't like hold up in court necessarily. Like instead where like a signature was expected. I don't know. 
I don't know, but based on that ruling, why not? Yeah. If it said like this, it, okay, if you're like in a, like a DocuSign account or something similar, it's like your name is associated with it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this person signed this and then just instead of the signature, just a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> why wouldn't that hold up? I think it would. Yeah. Based on what they just said. Oh, man. I'm glad I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Sounds hard. <laughs> All right. My next story is snake news. <laughs> This is also from UPI.com, and the headline is 15-foot python on the loose in Los Angeles. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why are you so excited? I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really excited about it. It's more like just very unique situation. Yeah, it's very strange. A Los Angeles man is warning neighbors to keep a close watch on their small pets after his 15-foot python escaped. The man said his reticulated python, called Big Mama, <laughs> escaped from her cage when it was accidentally left on lock last week in the Chatsworth neighborhood. I don't know where that is in L.A. L.A. is huge. If you're listening to this and you're from L.A., maybe you know where that is. And if you're from Chatsworth, watch out for the giant <laughs> python. <laughs> yeah. Um, a notice posted on Facebook said that Big Mama is friendly towards humans but could pose a danger to cats and small dogs. I'm like, yeah. it's a python. <laughs> They're huge. The snake's owner is asking neighbors to keep a lookout for Big Mama and urging them not to harm his pet. To just, you know, alert him or someone if they find the snake. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's just anxious because he wants to find his pet, obviously. But also, like, he's worried someone's going to hurt the snake if they see it. Right. Because it's a giant snake. Yeah. And some people so, have, uh, have reactions <laughs> to right. animals like that. Yeah. Like, they're, they might not stay calm. They might freak out and mm-hmm. do something so yeah. i mean the good thing about a reticulated python is it's not gonna like it's not venomous so there's that right but what's the difference between a reticulated python and another type of python do you know if you don't i'm okay. trying to decide if i like even want to guess because i know my dad listens and he knows snakes i know <laughs> but uh i know your dad I'm would know the answer to this <laughs> i think reticulated is a pattern not like I oh. think it's like a, a like it refers to the pattern on them. I don't, but I don't, I don't know for oh. sure. I'm sure I'll yeah, get a correction. Um, but yeah, but I'm yeah, they're not they're not venomous though. They just they're constrictors. Yeah, they just squeeze. But yeah, very fifteen hard. feet is very very long. Growing up, we had a six foot long uh, boa constrictor, um, and that was pretty big. So fifteen feet is. Obviously, more than double that that's size. More than, that's more than like that's more than twice the size than, of a six foot. Yeah, look at us doing math instructor. live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's it's a big that's a big snake. Yeah. So I hope the snake is found. Yeah, and I hope it's fine. And I yeah, it me gets too. Home and and it's gets home. And gets home. And it's safe. And it's back in its cage. Hopefully, a very large cage. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hope they're not keeping it in like a small. That's why it escaped. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm moving up in the world. I need a bigger... It's moving into a mansion somewhere. Yeah. My next story is avocado news. This is from USA Today, and the headline is, Chipotle is testing the Autocado, a robot to help make guacamole in its restaurants. Interesting. It is a an avocado robot. 
Um, so I they're like te- it. they're testing a collaborative. They call it a collaborative robot because like there's still a human component involved. Um, but it's a robot prototype that cuts cores and peels avocados before they're then hand mashed to assist in making guacamole. Um, the device called, like I said, it's called the Autocado and is currently being <laughs> tested in the Chipotle Cultivate Center in Irvine, California. Um, and they're partnering with uh, product, a product development company called Vibu or Vebu, V-E-B-U, uh, to create the device. Um, okay. And this company worked with Chipotle's training managers to analyze the company's preparation process and identify tasks that are time-consuming and less favorable among crew members. Um, and they noticed that it currently takes approximately 50 minutes to make a batch of guacamole. And oh. part of that is because of like the process around like coring and skinning avocados. So they're making a robot that does that. And apparently it can do it in like half the time that a human can. That's awesome. So, um, but yeah, they, they want, they still want people to like be making the, like the actual guacamole by hand, but like this robot will greatly speed up the actual processing of the avocados. So it'll, it sounds like it'll basically just, it's going to core and peel them and just probably just dump the, the flesh part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what is it called? Into like a, a bowl, word, and then the they flesh. just have that as an ingredient, so they don't have to worry about that. They don't yeah. have to do that part of it, and then that's honestly, great. That's the, that's the hardest part of making guacamole, right? I'm like, I've I've gone through that with an avocado before mm-hmm. too. I'm like, that would be awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of I kind of like this idea though of like having automated systems that just make the boring like part of the work like that do that part, and then you can do the fun part, which is the squishing. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, apparently, in addition to the Autocado, they announced in March 2022 that they're testing a robot called Chippy, <laughs> which is an autonomous kitchen assistant that integrates culinary traditions with artificial intelligence to make tortilla chips. Hmm. Um, that's, that one's made by Miso Robotics, and it's trained to replicate their exact recipe to cook their chips. Hmm. Uh, that's, so they've got Chippy and Autocado. <laughs> Pretty soon there's going to be like, a whole staff of robots behind the counter of it. With fun names. With fun names. Don't like, worry. The name is fun. <laughs> Do not fear your robot overlords. I was trying to think of a fun name for like warming tortillas or something, but I couldn't on the fly think of something. They already have a robot that does that. It's just manually operated. Is it a robot then? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that part's not that difficult. Of all the it's not, but that you need to do I used to. Somebody I was friends with years ago worked at Chipotle for a little while, and she said that sometimes, like if you were work on that part of the assembly line, you could get burned on that thing. Oh, like, pretty yeah. easily. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like, like preparing an avocado can also be kind of dangerous because you, oh, yeah, you, you have to use a pretty sharp yeah. life, knife, and like you have to be manually holding the thing usually. So, robot yeah. can make that safer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay, safety. Yay, safety. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to send us a story about avocado robots or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. All right, my next story is snake news.